This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Please make sure to follow me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and don't forget to subscribe to a brand new YouTube channel. We're going to be discussing something very, very different for us, but very, very interesting. And it's about the world of networking, building a business in Israel. It's a really interesting topic. It's my pleasure to introduce Helena Baker, who made Aliyah two years ago from London. So she's have a little bit of a different accent than me, but that's okay. And she's even worse because she was originally from Manchester, where I think that's Mancunian, right? That's like, forget it. You're not going to understand anything she's saying. No, I'm kidding. Um, she worked at the Union of Jewish Students for a year um, and then became a freelance copywriter. Um, she is all into networking. And when she made Aliyah in January of 2019, her plan was to continue networking and make contacts. However, most of networking in Israel was very much high-tech focused or in Hebrew. So what did she do? Like any good Ola, she decided to create her own networking group, the English Speaking Networking, okay? English Speaking Networking. It's my pleasure to introduce Helena Baker to the show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? What a nice introduction. I'm out of breath, but that's okay. Okay, let's tell us a little bit, what is English Speaking Networking? How do you get to it? Sure, okay. So um, I'm gonna rewind a little bit. Um, as you said, I'm from England originally. I was actually a freelance writer in England. Um, and the way that I really grew my business from kind of the age of 22, so I was very young when I started, um, was through networking, lots of different groups, structured groups, evenings, mornings, you named it, I was there. So when I made Aliyah, my plan was to really continue networking um, and to grow my business that way, the way that I'd done in England, I was also using LinkedIn more and more, but you know, there was still really a focus on those physical networking meetings. And um, what I kind of found when I made Aliyah was there weren't very many, if really any English speaking networking groups that had a clear structure. So there was a lot of Hebrew speaking networking groups like BNI and that sort of thing. I can speak more to that if that's of interest. Um, and there was a lot of um, English high tech events, you know, for tech entrepreneurs and for people who are looking for funding, which is again, awesome, but wasn't my wheelhouse. So I kind of found myself a little bit stuck and like, okay, well, I really want to network. This is what I know. It's how I grow my business. And yeah, I didn't really have an avenue with which to do so. Um, and particularly in Tel Aviv, interestingly, there was, re- there was kind of one thing in Renana, but there was nothing in Tel Aviv. There was very little in Yerushalayim. So I created English speaking networking um, because I saw a gap in the market and thought, well, I'll go ahead and fill it. I have to say I was very reticent to do so. Uh, I had a few friends really encouraging me uh, that it was was a good decision. 
So that's how English Speaking Networking was formed. Um, and essentially it's a networking group for English speakers who are looking to gain more clients, grow their business, learn from expert speakers, have the opportunity to speak themselves. Um, and we now have four groups. We have International, Yushalai, and Tel Aviv, and Herzliya. Uh, our Tel Aviv group is the only one now that's fully back face-to-face -face, uh, because of course, six months after I started the business, a little thing called Corona hit the world. And I thought my business was done really. I thought, you know, this was it. And this was the end of the line and it was time to, hide the date and rethink. Um, but actually online meetings have worked really well. They've served us really well. And a lot of groups didn't ever want to go back face-to-face. -face. So we now have Tel Aviv, which is fully 100% face-to-face. And we have Herzliya and Yushalayim, which is online with a mix of face-to-face -face meetings kind of once every few months. That's going to be the model at the moment. And international, which of course is, is fully online because you have people from you know all over the world. So it's, it's fully online. So is it is it more focused for let's say small business owners, as opposed to people looking for work? hundred percent, yes. Okay. So the focus is hundred percent on business owners. We have a mix, everything from solopreneurs right the way through to huge law firms. We have some very, very big law firms who are members as well. Um, so it's quite a mix, but yeah, I, I discourage people coming who are looking for jobs because it's not really the best avenue and there's some amazing opportunities in Israel to do so, but that's not really what we're about. Okay. Um, I know when I started my business, when I, before I started my business, when I got into the business, um, I don't want to date myself, but a long time ago, um, I was I was working for Citibank here in Israel, and I was sort of charged with building up uh, the private banking unit. And basically, I mean, you know, there was nothing official back then. There was no social media. There was nothing, right? It was basically just pick up the phone and start meeting people for coffee, whoever, and hopefully something sticks, right? It's like throwing throwing things against the wall, throwing darts and hoping something sticks. Yeah. It, you know, this is really taking it to the next level. It's much more targeted, I think. And for somebody who, who wants to open a business, um, this is probably a great avenue for them to just get tips, almost like a support group. Forget about growing their business, but get learning from the other people in the group, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And we have a, like I said, we have a range. So most, I have to say, most of our businesses are more established. I would say the average business has been around, you know, a good two, three years, if not significantly more. But we also have, like you say, we actually had someone who just joined our Tel Aviv group, um, and she's a very, new, very, very new business. She said, "Listen, like I, I'm not so much about getting business from here, though. That would be awesome. I really want to learn. I want to get, and not just from the speakers, but from having that community of professional business owners who've been in business for a long time and can point them in the right direction. So for her, that was really key." I have to be honest, I would say that for most people, the toughness is to gain more clients. And that's what we're really geared towards is helping people do that. Like I don't want to, people are paying money to join. So I don't want to make any bones around, you know, there are other fringe benefits. Toughness, you're here to help you get more clients. That's what you, I want to see ROI. I want to make sure you're getting that. But of course there are the benefits and, and people occasionally do join for those reasons. But it's not, it's, I have to be honest, it's not the reason people are joining. Like it's just not the case. Okay. Um, I want to go back to something you said because I, I wanted to talk about that. And that's uh, Corona sort of on the, the impact Corona has had on networking, right? You, yeah. you right, you took your your business, your, your, your group in a different direction, sort of the, the direction the world went in. Um, and now we're coming out of Corona. It's sort of interesting to see how Corona played um, with your group and in networking in general. Has networking sort of dried up or has it just gone to a different uh, arena? It's such an interesting question and one day I hope to do a big talk, a TED talk on networking and how it changed during Corona. So I'll take you back to when Corona first hit, very, very first. So we're in March 2020, okay? Um, and I'm watching the numbers on, on, I'm watching BB speak. He was speaking at, you know, I think Motsi Shabbos and I'm watching them go down. Okay, you can have 
100 in a room, I'm like, ESN's good. You can have 50 in a room, ESN's good. You can have 40 in a room, cool. And I remember the multi showers that happened. I was eating our friends in Ariel and I watched and it said it's down to, I think it was down to 15. It was like just for Sega. Sega was just about to hit. I remember thinking, wow, like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm done. Like my business is over, it's it's done. Um, I don't know what to do. I was also, you know, I was a young, not just a young business owner in the sense that I myself am I'm a young for a business owner, but the business itself was six months old, you know? And I really thought, my God, this is it. Like, there's just no way. Um, and I was not in a great place. I paused all the meetings straight away, which I shouldn't have done. I should have gone straight online. But at the time in 2020, no one had ever done online networking. It was just not a thing that people did. You know, I networked for years, years and years. I I done one online meeting that whole time, and it was very poorly managed. Um, so for me, it was like, oh my god, like, this is the end of my business. It's done. So I completely paused all meetings for three months. And what I did in those three months was create online programs, which were paid fixed fees, structured programs for people. I'm not going to go into, the, I could again go into it. It's a bit out of the room of this talk. But that worked well, they didn't. I learned a lot of lessons from them. What I mostly learned in that was how to run a networking meeting online, because there are ways that it can work 100%. I prefer face-to-face. -face. Some people prefer online. There's ways to make online networking work. That's what I learned. And then, I don't know if you remember this, but then in June 2020, everything opened up. You could do whatever you wanted. Corona was over. We were good to go. Um, so I had networking meetings uh, then. We went back to usual meetings. I remember the last one that we had, it was in Yerushalayim, and I could still legally have meetings. Legally, I was good, but ethically, I feel, felt I wasn't. I remember being in our meeting, and I remember thinking, every second, if someone has corona, I have a huge problem. I have a huge, huge problem. I have people here who are older. I have people here with health conditions. If one person here has brought corona into this space, I have a huge problem. Right. And I was meant to actually have a face-to-face -face meeting that very next day in Tel Aviv. And I remember the bus ride home agonizing, do I move it online or do I keep that meeting? Again, legally, I was fine. It wasn't a legal issue. It was an ethical issue for me. And eventually I was like, and it took me hours to decide. I sat on my couch for hours. Like it felt like a huge, enormous decision at the time because again, legally, I, it wasn't an issue. Eventually canceled it. I, I moved it online and then everything went online from that. And then eventually Sega caught up and again, the law eventually caught up with me. And again, everything went online. I reduced the price, which I felt comfortable doing because of course my costs plummeted overnight. Um, and then everything went online. Um, and then we were online for eight months. We really were. And then eventually, and it worked. Online networking worked. I think there were, it's, it's challenging for sure. It has different challenges and it's about making it interesting and engaging and bringing lots of guests in and keeping that energy up, but it was working. And then we, things opened up and I was ready to go back face-to-face. -face. I emailed all my members, we're going back face-to-face, -face. hurrah, let's get ready. Nobody wanted, crickets. Nobody wanted to do it. No one could be bothered for traffic. No one's interested in spending two hours getting their own back. They got used to online and it was working. It was working too well. They had no desire. And some of these people had never been back face-to-face -face ever. My Hertzlie group was only ever online. My Yushalayim group was face-to-face -face for two meetings and then not interested. Hmm. So eventually Tel Aviv went back and now Hertzlie and Yushalayim is kind of more of a mix of hybrid. of Because I personally feel face-to-face -face is important. I think you need to meet people. I'm really encouraging people to do that. And a bit, you know, forcing a bit of that. Um, I think the face of networking has completely changed. I think online groups are here to stay. I think people now see the power of networking online. Um, that being said, my face-to-face -face meetings are very popular because people are desperate to meet people face-to-face. -face. But Corona 100% helped my business. It grew my business. Very strange. I think like in a lot of ways for social media, for people who are not social and who hate the concept of networking, um, just like they hate the concept of picking up a phone yeah. and, and talking to somebody, online networking is a great solution because there is just that distance even though like you know we have a split screen right now 
there's a distance between us. And for people yeah. who hate, you know, when it comes to networking, if you hate doing it, I think it, 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 you can sort of hide a little bit, but still, still network. So it's, it's sort of the best yeah, of both worlds for those people. I do think so. I think more is the time issue, if I'm honest. I think people, I don't know if people are that busy. People say they're very busy. That's right. always a, something I hear a lot, a refrain I hear from lots of our Um, And it saves them a lot of time. I, you know, they don't have to drive for two hours. And in Rushalayim, mm-hmm. you know, our Rushalayim group is normally 9 to 11. Face to face, it's moving 11 to 1 because people uh-huh. don't want to drive in rush hour. Right. So um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, it was a shock to me. I was very surprised to hear that people wanted to stay online. I respected that. I'm not forcing anyone, like, you know, if people want to stay online, whatever. But I was I was surprised. Um, and I do think there's a huge power to face-to-face, but online was very working very, very well. Interesting. And it's how definitely can, changed networking. How can people get in touch with you? Sure. So um, my Instagram is at Network with Helena. I offer lots of advice on uh, being on our lab. Uh, the website is English Speaking Networking, and the email address is Helena at English Speaking Networking. So it's all uh, all pretty unified. You are tuning in to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me on both Twitter and LinkedIn, and be sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. We're talking net English-speaking networking with Helena Baker, who is head of the English-speaking networking group, which is like taking over Israel with, with networking, both online and face to back to face to face. Um, I'd like to t- uh, pivot a little bit now. Um, let's say, right, Aliyah is very much right now, um, there is a buzz, there's an energy around Aliyah. All the numbers coming out of the Jewish agency or or Nefesh Benefesh talk about a surge in Aliyah interest. Um, Some of those Olim are entrepreneurs, right? And they're coming, and maybe one of the reasons they're not coming here is they're like, oh my God, how am I gonna start a business in a foreign country? I don't speak the language, I don't know anybody. Do you have any tips for people to like, who are looking to start a business who are coming here? like what they should do, how to go about doing it. My honest advice is not to, but I guess that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> bad. That's very bad. <laughs> so when, when I made Aliyah, I was overly confident about the whole thing. I was like, it's going to be really easy. I'll grow my business here. I was very blase about the whole thing. And it's very good to have that fear because when I actually understood how hard it was, I really, it was a huge shock to me, like huge. I was completely ill-prepared for the taxation system here, what it meant to be in Ola here. Um, I think Nefesh Nefesh do amazing work. They do God's work, but like they do, if they make it sound like it's going to be very, very straightforward. And that is not the case. I think coming as prepared as you possibly can be, it's tremendously important. You need to logistically understand what tax means in this country. You need to know words like which I absolutely did not when I made Aliyah. And it was a huge shock to me. There are benefits to making Aliyah in terms of tax. Again, speak to an accountant, but like you get tax credits. So in terms of tax, you might be all right. As an American citizen, which I'm not, you have another issue because of filing American taxes, which again, as a self-employed person can be extremely costly. So the first thing you want to ask yourself if you are an entrepreneur making Ali is do you really want to be an entrepreneur? Like, is this, do you want to get a job for a little bit and settle down? Because making Ali is emotionally extremely taxing, particularly for doing it with kids. Um, and I always recommend to people, if you are making Ali come with some savings for like four or five months. So you're not stressed about working in jobs. You need time to integrate. Again, if you're integrating kids, even more so. But I came as a single person and it was challenging enough as it was. So I, I don't, I think in making Ali be kind to yourself. Don't pressure yourself. 
all things that I did and things that cause panic attacks and really emotion, emotional health is the most important thing. You're making a life here, you want to start off on a good foot. So that's my number one. And um, if you can find a working remotely situation or you can do something that just, you know, means you have enough income, but you're not stressed, that's my, that's my aim. If you really, really want to be an entrepreneur in this country, you absolutely can be. Thank God I built a, a good business here. I have good money. I'm, I'm, I'm good and I'm growing it. It's hard. It really is. And I think the hardest thing here um, is the taxation, which is, um, Aaronism, you know much more than I do, it's hard. It is, a, you're paying a lot. Um, you have to be very prepared. You have to be very on it. Um, there's, I'm not going to talk about the different things. I'm, I'm a networker. I'm not a finance person. I'm just very passionate about this. I've lived through it. You just need to understand how much you need to earn before everything, how much turnover you need in order to make the profit that you need to support yourself. That's really, really important because it's a lot higher than you think it is. That's the beginning and end. Um, Obviously, I would recommend if you are looking to come to Israel, get on LinkedIn and start connecting with people. The beauty of Israel on the Olim scene is that everyone is active on LinkedIn. Everybody's happy to meet with you. Everybody's happy to offer advice. Get in touch with people. Reach out to them on LinkedIn. Start posting. Start creating content. Whatever it is you're doing, get on LinkedIn because that is what I did when I made Ali out as a copywriter and then as a networker. And it 100% helped me. You need to be on those channels. Um, comes along to an ESN online meeting. We have online meetings for American hours. So you can also come along to one of those, of course. Be prepared. Have savings in the account. Don't. I think a lot of our limb have a lot of complaints about Israel. I really do think that. And I think a lot of it is due to this naive approach that it's the Holy Land, it's our place, and it, all these things are true. It is the place of Judaism. We should be here. Uh, not we should. For me, it's the right place to be. Jews should and can be here. It's a bracha to have this country, but it's not an easy life. It's really not, and you just need to be prepared. Speak to accountants. Speak to people. Yeah. Be prepared. I it's, think that's the. You know, that, that's what I would say is do your homework before you come. Start networking. Don't network, you know, when you land, network before. I was networking six right? months before I arrived in the country. I reached out to people on LinkedIn six months before I arrived. Every day I reached out to people on LinkedIn and I got business through it, I got contacts through it. Before I landed in Israel, people knew how it was. Before I landed in the country. When I moved to the country, I was networking like a Trojan. By the time I started ESN, in the online world, you knew how it was. You were, not in an article, you did. You just knew how it was. So there's a lot of stuff you can be doing beforehand, 100%. Great. That's great. One more time, can you tell everybody how to get in touch with you? Sure. So and my Instagram is at Network with Helena for lots of advice on being an Allah, earning a business in Israel, that sort of thing. And of course, um, LinkedIn, Helena Baker. Um, and then the website, English Speaking Networking. And the email is Helena at English Speaking Networking.com. Helena Baker, English Speaking Networking. Thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you. You've been tuning in to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.cansman.com. Be sure to follow me on both Twitter and LinkedIn. And be sure, again, to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.